You're listening to Sibling Talk with Mary Jo Tumare and John Paulette. Commentary from a progressive point of view. Hello, I'm John Paulette. Mary Jo Tumare. Mary, you and I for quite a while have had kind of a list between the two of us. And I'm going to say this a little bit nicer maybe than you and I always say it, but it's the list of people who, when they get close to Donald Trump, end up covered in poop. <laughs> Is, I like the way that, we say it better, but... Yeah, so yeah. do I. So let's, uh, give it, let's give an example of that. I mean, who is... So, the, the first in the beginning when it started would be like Tillerson or yeah. these respected people, um, you know, the original poor hapless generals that came to work for him. As Trump liked to say, my generals. Exactly. Right? So, you know, I mean, respected people who entered the uh, administration thinking, okay, this can be a serious endeavor or even People like uh, Lindsey Graham, who once, believe it or not, was a respected senator. Yeah, it's hard to remember that, but he was <laughs> there. And some other kind of marginal people. Uh, you know, this seems so long ago, but you remember Sean Spicer? Oh, yeah, poor Shawnee. Yeah, and uh, now he, I mean, he went to Laughingstock and... Gosh knows where he is now. Well, he did so well as a dancer on Dancing with the Stars <laughs> that maybe there's something. Uh, this is a guy who we haven't, another guy we haven't heard so much about. Very Rance Priebus. Oh, uh, did, Rance Priebus, yes. Yeah, and again, did. a very respected guy, um, but he sold his soul. So I, I always wonder whether it's the selling of the soul that gets them there or just the crap that Trump just kind of exudes and it gets on people. And who's the one person who seems to have been able to avoid that so far is Fauci. He has, and it's been a really careful dance to do that. And to show that not all scientists and medical professionals uh, can avoid it, Today, this kind of extends this from uh, people who get covered with poop to ven uh, venerable institutions that end up covered with poop. The Center for Disease Control has just never seemed like a place for a lot of controversy at all. Has it to you? This has just always been one of those places that if they said something, Doggone it all, that was true. I never gave them a thought, except why are they in Atlanta? Now, that yeah. I think about that, but there well, must have been some congressman, guy, you know, some senator or something. Yeah, yeah. But who, but, which you don't even, I just have no. never thought about the CDC one way or no. another. They did their job, that was it. Yeah, and I don't remember that you and I ever talked about, should we trust the CDC? I don't remember <laughs> that ever, ever coming up. Even life. very, very late at night. But today we find out that the CDC is kind of cooking the books. And 
the data that they're releasing on testing, they, and a lot of states as, as well, but we're talking about the CDC, that they were actually combining numbers. Uh, if I understand it right, the original COVID test, the one that you would go in if you're feeling sick and it would diagnose whether you have it. And then another test that shows whether or not you used to have it and you now have the antibodies, they were smooshing those two numbers together. Okay, so that's in, in the my, antigen test. Isn't that first one called the antigen test? I'm, I, I think, think it that's is. right. And then the antibody test. So I read that article in the Atlantic and I asked the question to myself that I ask myself multiple times in a day anymore is why? Why would they do that? Well, I don't think there's any other answer except to please Donald Trump, that the narrative is we are testing more than anybody in the whole world. Actually, in the solar system, we do the most testing <laughs> of anybody at all. And I don't think Donald Trump called up and said, guys, I want you to smoosh those numbers together. He ain't smart enough to even figure that out. But the culture, I think, has been created. Let's do things to help the boss. Now, whether that came from, is it Redfield heads the CDC? Do I have that? Yeah, I think that right. Right. Yeah. I think so. That's how little you know, we know. We usually know this stuff. I've never even yeah, followed who even now. Yeah. The CDC. Yeah. Hard, hard to keep uh, apart, but I, I think I have the right guy there. But I guess I've seen this in corporations and organizations. Let's all do what it takes to make the big boss happy. That's the only explanation I can think of for this. You know, do you I have mean, anything else? Was, no, I mean, if there was some clinical reason or medical reason or scientific reason, if they came out and said, we did this because of X, Y, Z, but I think even Fauci said, that's really troubling. Yeah. And the, the thing that I was thinking when I read that is I've had a conversation earlier with someone who's not a denier, but just like, it doesn't make sense. Florida's open, Georgia's open, Texas is open. The numbers aren't spiking. You know, maybe New York overreacted. Maybe Chicago is over, you know, Lori Life was overreacting. And my thought about that was maybe, or maybe it, it really, when you're outside, it doesn't spread so much in Florida and Georgia are hot. Or maybe the data is so wrong. So this is before I read the Atlantic article that we are just confused, we don't know. So is it possible, and this is more nefarious than I think Trump actually is, or you know, those people are, that the goal is to confuse us because we just don't know what to do. Ohio is open, should I go out to dinner? Is it safe to go out to dinner? Are we spiking, aren't we spiking? Are there cases, aren't there cases? Should, is it okay to go to Florida? You know, is it okay to open up because Florida opened up a month ago and there aren't any cases in Florida? And we don't know. No, you're exactly right. We don't know. And I do believe this is a harsh accusation to make, but I, I'm going to go ahead with it. That in several cases where they can really control the numbers, and I'm thinking about nursing homes, I'm thinking about prisons, those numbers can be controlled. They can be manipulated. And I think they're underreporting all of those. 
to keep this overall down. Now, that's not every case. There are many things going on, but those are significant hotspots. And why do I feel okay to go out on the limb speculating here? Well, wait a minute. It's not quite as big a deal, but the CDC just cooked the books. Why do I think that Governor Ron DeSantis wouldn't do the same thing if he thought he had the opportunity? And, you know, sometimes I wonder about the the Republican project to discredit government, which started whoa, 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 back by Reagan. And, you know, we've talked about, should we have this conversation of who's a conservative and can you historically judge presidents? But one thing we know that started in the 80s is the only government is bad. Only government is bad. What did Reagan used to say, like, yeah. on top of my head, Go- you know, the best... Go- government is not the solution, it's the problem. Correct. I think I have that right. Something like that. And so that's been an, um, a project, for lack of a better way to describe it, of many Republicans. When they call themselves small government Republicans, it's, it's a philosophy, it's a theory. And with Donald Trump, they've really been able to put that in practice. And, you know, one of the ways this happened during Bush, too, is you don't have to um, get rid of agencies. You just quit hiring. So you don't like the EEOC, cut their money off. They still exist. They still have a job to do, but they can't do it. So isn't this where we are right now, the biggest experiment in when you don't have competent, fully um, staffed government. And this is what happens, because this is what government is for. And so one of the agencies, which is CDC, which has a mission, and people describe the CDC as very mission-driven. You have a mission-driven agency who's getting the message, you don't have a role. And Navarro said it on Sunday, like, they're, yep. they're a mess. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're gone. And I want to put this in a little bit of a historical perspective. You're right to take this back to Reagan, but I'm going to drive it back farther. This idea that government should be small is a governing Republican philosophy that goes back to Coolidge and Hoover. Interestingly enough, Hoover himself was not a real small government guy. He had been very, very active, but he was within a, a philosophy of things that were. This goes on now through the period of FTR, and the Republicans are always standing on the outside, not really contributing anything to how to end the Depression, just yelling, "Who? Uh, President Roosevelt is turning a socialist. It's big government. Big government is destroying us. They had to be a little quiet during the Second World War. But by the time you get into the 50s, to Robert Taft and others, you're still hearing that. It's big government. Now, over a period of time, and here's kind of where I'm going with it, they actually kind of lost the sense of really what that was. It had just been what their grandfather and their great-grandfather had said. Reagan brought some juice back into that. And he said... We finally have taken over and we can end the New Deal. We, mm-hmm. we can end Johnson's Great Society. We can reverse things. We're going to lower tax rates. 
We're going to get rid of the welfare queens in, uh, in their Cadillacs, and we will change that. I guess my point is this underlying kind of ill-understood, maybe, uh, sense of what republicanism meant went through there. Now, it comes up to a guy in Donald Trump who actually doesn't even know how to manage that. He doesn't understand it, what it is. And so what was the beginning of the Great Depression with that kind of Republican view becomes potentially the beginning of another Great Depression because another guy who is unwilling to properly uh, intervene and guide and direct the, the country is at the helm. Wow. Is that a good sweeping John Meacham, Michael Beschloss <laughs> kind of analysis? Well, that takes some thinking. That takes a little bit of contemplating. Well, I'm going to send you back and you can think all about that. And we will talk about it tomorrow. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.